0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg and today I'm privileged to welcome a very senior and respected IT leader from the US, Mr. Subhu Subramaniam. Subhu, welcome to the show.
1: Very nice to meet you Ashitosh. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Uh, Mr. Subramaniam is Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer at Anchor Packaging. Uh, He has been a global CIO and a transformation leader. And he has led various IT teams across various geographies. So so let's start talking about the role of the CIO. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in ITC in the You know, early eighties, it was the computer center manager, which evolved into the IT manager, etc. Today, it's become a C-suite role. I'd love to get from your perspective how has this leadership role transformed and evolved?
1: Sure, that's that's a very interesting question because, as you said, the original IT department uh, was created to centralize and and minimize costs, Mm -hmm. right? So, so that uh, you you bring in all the computing uh, capabilities centrally it was a heavily cost focused mm. driver mm. so that, uh, that that's why initially the CIOs were reporting to the CFOs mm. so that you the CIOs primary responsibilities was minimizing the cost mm. and deliver capabilities but as the technology evolved uh, the business users got more more savvy and started demanding more and then mm. as the start as the digitalization of uh, the technology started happening. Uh, the role of uh, CIO has evolved. Mm-hmm. So now you started seeing more and more CIOs sharing the role of a uh, title of uh, digital officer as well. Correct. And now the shift from reporting to the CFO uh, is is moving towards the CEOs uh, mm-hmm. also. So for example, mm-hmm. I report to the CEO, mm-hmm. and part of that uh, again the expectations have changed mm-hmm. so it's not only the cio is expected to manage the it assets at mm-hmm. the optimal cost points that is always there sure but sure. a strategic thinker mm-hmm. who can help guide the leadership mm-hmm. to enhance the revenues and values wow right so that is a big change and and, and again uh, digital is digitalization is a key to that Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, and, the, and the type of person they look for, for the CIO role mm-hmm. has evolved because of that as
0: well. Very interesting. And, uh, you know, Anchor Packaging is a very large organization. Tell me about the scope of your work you handle in such yeah. a large group.
1: So usually, as I, I put uh, my scope of work into three categories, what I call run, grow and innovate. Okay. Let me talk a little bit about each of these. Yeah. Run is, again, the, the, the to me, the table stakes for any IT leader. Right. I need to keep custodian of all the technology assets across the corporation. I have to keep the company safe and necessary computing capabilities at the speed of business. Right. So that is my uh, entry point. And then once I do that, the, the big thing is how do I make the organization do their jobs better, faster, and cheaper? Mm -hmm. Basically, how do I make the rest of the people in the company to make uh, more efficient and effectively do their uh, functions. Mm -hmm. So that is the workforce enablement, what process and tools and capabilities I bring to the organization, Mm -hmm. the ERPs and the Salesforce automation, all those kinds of things come into that that category. Mm -hmm. Then the third thing to me is innovation.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, How do I evaluate and right size the new ideas technologies and capabilities mm-hmm. and bring it to the organization to me the right sizing is very important because there are a lot of innovation out there
2: mm-hmm.
1: not all innovations are going to match to your organization your culture and your situation mm-hmm. i think the job is to figure out what is appropriate for my organization mm-hmm. what what is the what is the uh, how do i right size it for my my group so that is uh, the most important thing and lastly i am part of the leadership so i am responsible for and accountable for its success and failures correct so it is not just it responsibilities including defining the cultures and values of the mm-hmm. organization mm-hmm. so that's that's how uh, so you can you can slot various things under these different categories mm-hmm. and that's how i approach it and that's how i i, I function
0: very very interesting and you know in, in a large group like yours uh, what do you see the role of uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, blockchains, drones, uh, and so many other new uh, technologies that are coming in?
1: Yeah, I think um, uh, starts with, with, let's start with robotics. We are Mm -hmm. a manufacturing company. So as you have read and heard a lot uh, labor is a huge problem Absolutely. across the board, right? Find, we have we have more jobs for the past two or three years. We have been we are not able to find people. Mm-hmm. So so we have physical capacity to operate and produce more, and the demand is there. Mm-hmm. But we are not able to meet the demand of our customers mm-hmm. because of shortage of labor. So mm-hmm. we had idle some lines because of labor. Mm-hmm. So so we are continually automating the lines as quickly as possible right mm. in the past we were hesitating because of is it at the right price point mm. uh, we have the right roi is it keep is it cheaper to put more labor or automating the lines right mm. but now the the equation has changed so you have to automate the line so so robotics is something uh, you know we, we select automation all the way to full automation is mm. something continually looking and we are heavily investing in those areas. Okay. Uh, the other area is, uh, you know, we are doing a lot of rapid prototyping and product development. The mm-hmm. demand are changing so fast from our customers; mm-hmm. they are all going through the same thing that we are going through. Mm-hmm. So how do I, how do we stay in sync or collaborate with them? You know, so we are using a lot of three D printing, other collaboration tools mm-hmm. to, to, to to time to market. We are shrinking quite a bit using mm-hmm. those technologies. The, the the third thing that you talked about ai uh, what i call the intelligent manufacturing yeah. right yeah. so we are introducing a lot of what we call machine monitoring mm-hmm. where we can uh, we can look at and measure uh, a, a measurement like oee which is mm-hmm. uh, mainstream for uh, manufacturing industries mm-hmm. downtime cycle times instantaneously yeah we are calculating them using spreadsheets and other methods and other databases mm-hmm. a little bit so we are introducing technologies that would provide these instantaneously, okay. and give the feedback loop to the workforce itself. So they know, uh, they can how to react quickly, mm. so that uh, to minimize all those downtime, etc. Mm. So so any different areas, blockchain, yeah, electronic contracts is, is a big thing that's coming yeah. along.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, planning yeah. and scheduling is extremely important. We can use a lot of AI and machine language to improve the planning and scheduling because supply chains are changing dramatically. Mm, absolutely. So, so all these, all these are used extensively, but again, varying degrees and scales depending on your your situation.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. A great response. So now let me move to a few more, you know, general questions on technology. And uh, one of the things I've been asking a lot of technology leaders like yourself uh, is about the metaverse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone seems to be. Every major company seems to be wanting to get their little space on the metaverse. Uh, for my viewers and listeners, tell me what is the metaverse and what are your thoughts on it?
1: Right. So, so, so <clears throat> metaverse is, uh, you know, creating a world uh-huh. where the physical constraints are removed to a larger degree, mm-hmm. right? Like for example, um, if I have to create a prototype of my few lines mm-hmm. right inside the inside my uh, office,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: is going to take a lot of effort because there are so many nuances in that. Correct. If I create that virtually and, and cre- remove some of those constraints mm-hmm. that exist in the physical world, that brings in a lot of opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So, so so we are able to uh, again again i can speak for my lens mm-hmm. right there are different industries absolutely uh, Satosh, i heard uh, recently people are using uh, metaverse capabilities to treat chronic pain for example like you know so so in in that is in a totally different uh, healthcare world but mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not close to that so mm-hmm. in, in our world we can create what we call digital twin right? mm-hmm. digital twin where i can create the operating lines, and try to understand the constraints and, and the issues that are we are facing with and how can we address some of those things. Mm. And I also believe in what I call simple innovations, right? Mm. You take the concept, right? Bring it down to much smaller uh, bytes, bike mm. size capabilities. Mm. Uh, let me give you a couple of examples that, that is, I felt it was pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I we just used a uh, uh, technology the the VR our, our, our augmented reality technology mm. called mm. Basically, it's a it's a glass right you wear it's a full it's a computer in a glass mm. uh, form. We gave that to some of our maintenance folks and installed a collaboration tool like a Zoom or a Teams. Or we even install MS Teams?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the 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 worker at the maintenance worker can see the machine. So the machine may be supported by people 10,000 miles away. We may have purchased equipment from Europe, for example.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So the maintenance person who knows the equipment very well can see the conditions of the equipment sitting 10,000 miles away and give instructions and maps to the the person who is looking at the machine. So in the the lens, he can see it right in front of his eyes, Mm -hmm. but this guy is sitting 10,000 miles away. That has that has Im- impacted our maintenance work significantly, for example.
0: Yeah, yeah, very interesting.
1: So then, then another example is yeah, in sure, the training sure. and simulations, right? In the training and simulations, we train, we, as I said, we, have, we are bringing lots of people. Uh, how do I use a fire extinguisher? simple thing like fire extinguisher, right? I cannot be buying hundreds and thousands of fire extinguisher. If mm. I create an argument in reality, using that. So so, so I, I, they, these guys can get a feel for how to handle these equipments. Mm-hmm. That is, that, those are the kinds of uh, usage that these metaverse and the augmented or uh, virtual reality technology mm-hmm. brings. It, it has a lot of, lot of potential and it, we are in the early stages of that for Amazing. sure.
0: Amazing. And again, as you look at your technology crystal ball, and look at what the future is likely to bring. Uh, As a senior tech leader in the US, what are some of the technology disruptions that you see in the future?
1: Sure. You know, there are a lot of of them out there. Again, specifically in in, in where I see, where I sit and where I see, Mm. labor shortage is here to stay. Mm. So I have to continually figure out this is not going to be a one year, two year problem, in Mm -hmm. my opinion.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So we have to figure out how do I eliminate labor content as much as possible, Mm -hmm. and remove not only the the physical automation of the equipments, Mm -hmm. even the labor that we have, how do I assign them to more value added added tasks, and remove all the non value added tasks, any technology that is going to help is going to be extremely helpful from a a manufacturing perspective. And then and then the the second big thing is supply chain supply chain problems are not going to go away
2: mm-hmm. uh, you know in the
1: past few years everything went global in the past in the recent past the 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 supply chains are shifting and pivoting global to a uh, local or regional right yeah. there are a lot of switches are happening in that front mm-hmm. you, you you read the news you know uh, a lot of companies are trying to figure out how do i uh, how do i shift that to uh, just in time to just in case Got kind it. of approach so mm. so any technology that will help me to do that is going to be vastly helpful in the near future mm. uh the, the then the third thing is every workforce is becoming a hybrid work right hybrid work and collaboration work mm. how do i make it seamless right whether you sit my home office today, or my different uh, offices anywhere in the world,
2: mm. how
1: do I make it completely seamless? Mm-hmm. And how do I make it for the entire workforce and collaborate, whether you are having a coffee chat or a Zoom chat? How do I look? make it look the same? Mm. And the last piece, in my opinion, is ESG. Uh, it is a big key ingredient, right. any investment, anybody want to invest People are very concerned about ESG. Are you committing to ESG? How do how do you help reduce the carbon footprint? Yeah. So these are the technologies. To me, mm. in the short term, short term and the midterm mm. is going to help. In, in my again, in my vantage point, uh, again, I'm a manufacturing person. So so these are the areas that are vital to me. Very
0: interesting. You know, in in the last 15 odd minutes that we've been speaking, you mentioned the issue of people twice uh, and of course the pandemic seems to have brought in the great resignation and the work from home so my question to you uh, is what are you what are you seeing as the opportunities the yeah. pandemic has thrown up uh, for uh, businesses like yours
1: yeah so let me again uh, tremendously A pandemic uh, unfortunately it has affected so many people so many people died but it had it brought so many opportunities. Like we are, Sitosh, uh, we are in the food uh, packaging industry, right? Mm. So the, uh, the 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 pandemic, a lot of people uh, started ordering food, take home food. Mm. So we have exploded in terms of growth in the last few years. Correct. So so, so uh, the whole industry has changed dramatically. For example. Uh, one segment of the industry is called qSR quick mm. service restaurant
0: restaurants yeah
1: like, uh, any anything you drive through uh, all those restaurants fall into that. Mm. Two or three years ago if you wanted to order food you had to go to either go inside the restaurant or mm. uh, go to that uh, ordering window you mm. place the order in the past two three years most of them have gone to uh, app-based uh, ordering Perfect. process yeah. So, so in the next next two or three years, it, it, it's grown from zero to 30 to 40% right now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go to 80 to 90% in the next two, three years. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, uh, so that really taken the order taking person out mm-hmm. of the equation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if you have the same software across more than one um, restaurant chain, for example, mm-hmm. if you want a bunch of chains, you can get the hybrid work team, and take the orders from wherever you sit in. Right mm. today, this morning at first order, I take it for Taco Bell. The next order, I can take it for Pizza Hut. Mm. The next order, I can take it for another restaurant.
2: Mm.
1: Sitting at, you don't have to be in the restaurant. Mm. So the restaurants could eventually become only the order delivery place and mm. nothing else. You can take the Apple Pay or other uh, cash transact mm. cashless transaction mm. remotely, and you can process the orders, etc. So so these kinds of things have dramatically changed how mm-hmm. we approach uh, the, the, the whole uh, process. And also, the last thing is the delivery services has also brought in the micro delivery services, mm-hmm. which is going to be a, a big concept in the coming days. So it has opened up so many opportunities and companies are pivoting and taking advantage of this significantly.
0: Mm. And I'm assuming when you say micro delivery, you're talking of drones.
1: Uh, not Drones can be part of that, even, okay. even the human part of it, uh, like, you know, right now, if you order food, you, somebody goes to the restaurant and deliver the food to you. It, what I mean by deli- micro delivery is if I want to send something from here to uh, my friend's house, mm. uh, somebody can uh, come pick pick it up from me and okay. give it to that person, right? Not necessarily anything, uh, anything and everything. Uh, move the goods. You don't have to depend on something else. Somebody else will do it for you. So that kind of thing, uh, and it's app
0: based. So mm.
1: everything is going through.
0: So you know yeah. your your response actually gives me my next question, uh, and this would probably be a question between the CIO and the Chief Supply Chain Officer, because you're in food and because there's micro delivery, do you see uh, technology impacting supply chains for these micro deliveries as you call them from the restaurant to the home, using uh, drones and other forms of robotic uh, vehicles that I keep seeing videos of? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. The technology, that's why I said, you. you you know, a lot of companies are realizing that, and and they are investing heavily in these mm. kinds of uh, technologies. Mm. Uh, you know, the drone, drone. You know, there are some uh, physical restrictions right now. You know, mm. they have to go through uh, security and Cut safety it. and Cut environment, etc. So, yeah. so they are working through that. Uh, their early tests are pretty good, mm. uh, but again, instead of dro- drones, will probably eventually replace uh, human people, human mm. delivery ve- mm. vehicles in the future. But short, short thereof, uh, these kinds of technologies is growing rapidly, hmm. rapidly. And, and again, if you are not playing in those equations, you will be left behind significantly. Well said. Well said.
0: So, I've time for two more questions. My next question is that: What do you, Subhu, see as your top two predictions in the digital economy or the tech world?
1: Yeah. Uh, stores, I think I think digital currency will evolve soon. Mm. Right? The acceptance rate is 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 not very high today. It's, it's more like a, uh, you know, uh, if people are using it for trading and, but but it it'll become a common thing mm. if the businesses will accept in the future. Mm. Uh, I think I think it's in the nascent stage, in my opinion. It's in the early stages of uh, growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the government has to, uh, the government acceptance has to improve and increase, Mm -hmm. they have to figure out a way to tax the digital currency. Once they figure that out, I think it will be accepted everywhere. Mm -hmm. That will result in significant efficiency gains, Uh, the blockchains will improve because of that. Uh, Once the government starts accepting these kinds of trade uh, movements, uh, in US, uh, we have uh, interstate commerce laws, right? Mm-hmm. That dictates how the commerce o- occurs between the states Correct. and the, across the country. Mm-hmm. I think some some amendments will need to happen to that, uh, dig- using the digital currency mm-hmm. for the state commerce. Mm-hmm. So I think all these things will significantly enhance the digital currency acceptance mm-hmm. and evolution. Mm-hmm. I think that, that may take some time, but I think it's, it, as I said, it's in the nascent stages mm-hmm. And again, I'll try the same thing, companies and players that do not participate in the digital economy, and enhance their products and services will be left behind. And some may go out of business in the next five to 10 years, if you are not part of that uh, part of that journey.
0: Well said. And my last question to you, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. What would you say, given the fact that, you know, you moved from India, as a young, bright uh, engineer, probably to the US and I'm right at the top. What would you say are three lessons, you would like our viewers and listeners to take away from your amazing journey?
1: Sure. Um, you know, first and foremost to me is uh, be authentic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do not try to portray someone or something that you are not. Yeah, who you are who you are, right? So to me, that is more important. People see through that. So uh, to me, be authentic. Uh, it and then the second thing is establishing trust and credibility, right? Yeah. You build bridges over the lifetime. You build bridges. Yeah, but it takes only a few minutes, or a few seconds to destroy them. Correct. So so be be very careful mm. uh, in 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 walking that bridge, right? So you build the bridge, establish the credibility and trust. Mm. And then the last one, I'd say, focus on the process. Do not worry about the outcomes. If you have a good process, yeah. And you know, this is almost like a verse from Bhagavad Gita. Mm. But focus on the process. And and a lot of uh, uh, leaders here, they always harp on that is, if you are very good at it, very good at it, defining your process and defining your approach, mm. outcomes will happen. So and be consistent with that. So to me if you practice these kinds of things, and it's easier said than done. But if you that that over the years, that's what I try to do is mm. try to try to do all these three things.
0: Wonderful. Subhu, on that note, and your three uh, amazing pieces of it, advice, be authentic, establish trust and credibility, and focus on the process, not the outcome. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your amazing journey to the top about your own three pillars of Run, Grow, Innovate. Thank you for talking to me at such length about the digital world and how technology uh, and so many other things are going to be changing over the next five to 10 years. And thank you again for talking to me about uh, how you see this whole world of digitization technology evolving and changing. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck.
1: Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Uh, Have a good day. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook Instagram and Twitter just search for the brand called you